This is the Making Stitches podcast. This week, we hear from Amanda Bloom, the driving force behind Little Box of Crochet. She tells me she couldn't have achieved what she has without the help of her daughter. Jenny actually did, did um, become very ill at that point because we discovered she had a tumour in her heart. And um, I did nearly kind of ditch the whole idea, but she persuaded me to carry on. Um, and I'm glad she did because it, it's the brilliant you know, and it, it saw us through those last few years of her life. She worked with me and, and it was a real distraction from the cancer, you know. Gave us something very positive to focus on. And she was fun to work with. She had such great ideas and gave me really good feedback. And of course, for her, it meant she could work if she was in bed or not feeling great. She would just wind some wool or do, do one of those little manual jobs. And it distracted her and it meant I could pay her. You know, she felt like she had a purpose in life and, and wasn't just, life was just passing her by. So it really has been very good to us. And of course, when she died, she knew that I was going to be okay, that I had a job and that I had an income and I was going to be all right. So, yeah, it's, it's been good to us. Amanda also chats about the process of deciding what to put into each box before it gets posted out to customers. I'd love to say that I'm really organised, you know, and I've got an office and I sit down to a schedule, but actually it's very organic. Um, The ideas come into my head all the time. In fact, since we went to the every other month box, I'm a little bit grieving the fact that I, I can only do six ideas a year. Um, and I have to narrow it down to six, you know, from all the ideas that run through my butterfly brain. Um, I don't have a problem thinking of new ideas at all. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Making Stitches podcast. I'm Lindsay and this week I'm thrilled to be able to share with you my conversation with Amanda Bloom from The Little Box of Crochet. Amanda set up The Little Box of Crochet over four years ago while her daughter Jenny was seriously ill. In that time it's grown and grown and left Amanda a legacy of creativity which she shares with thousands of crocheters around the world. In addition to The Little Box of Crochet there's also now a little box of knitting and a real-life craft shop Craftopia in Ingleton in North Yorkshire. Throughout the lockdown, Amanda's been sharing regular videos on social media from her home above her shop, checking in on her followers and sharing how she's been passing her time in isolation. I spoke to her at the weekend and began by asking if craft had always been an important part of her life. Yes, it has. From being a tiny little girl, I can remember cutting out clothes for my dollies but being quite frustrated that I couldn't make them work, you know, because I was just cutting out like a trouser shape front and back and wondering why they didn't actually work as a trouser. So, yes, I can remember doing that when I was probably about four. Um, I've always crafted and painted and um, I learned to knit when I was quite little. I can't remember how I learned to knit, but I can remember doing it when I was quite little. Um Crochet, funnily enough, was quite a late a late hobby for me. I didn't do that until about 10 years ago. But yes, I've always loved crafting. I've always been creative. I think that's something that runs through so many people's lives. They, they get yeah. 
whipped up with it as a child and it stays with them forever. Absolutely. And it's, I'm so glad of it. I'm so grateful for it. I love it. I was very glad that Jenny was a crafter as well. It um, gets through all kinds of shenanigans, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's wonderful for mental health. Just that slow yes. repetition or being able yeah. to lose yourself in a project. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Just to switch off your brain and immerse yourself in the creative process. I love it. Absolutely. So you've mentioned Jenny, of course, your lovely daughter. Yeah. Do you want to tell me a little bit about her? Oh, I love talking about Jenny. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, Jenny. She was, she was my best thing. You know, she was just... Um, I had her quite late in life. So I was 38 when I had Jenny. And it felt like all the jigsaw pieces just fluttered down and fell into the right place when I had Jenny. She she was very easy and very lovely. Um, we lived in harmony. So, you know, I was very lucky. Um, and my marriage to her dad broke up when she was still very tiny. So um, for most of Jenny's life, it was just me and her. Um, and we just got along really well and liked doing the same things. Um, she was fab. Yeah, I wish you could have known her. Well, I feel almost like we have. In, in yes, this, and yeah. Lots of people who follow you on Instagram and have followed your story over the years will feel yeah. like they're almost extended members of your family because we've been yeah. through so much sort of, you know, virtually. Yes. But we, we've seen yes. the journey that you've been on. And it's, it's not been the easy road for you, has it? No, no, it hasn't. But, do you know, in some ways I feel very blessed because although there have been devastating things, well, losing Jenny really has been the biggest, but we knew such joy, you know, in those four years between her being diagnosed and her dying, there was such joy. We really lived in the moment and I, I learned a lot from it. So... We both used to say at the time we wouldn't change anything, um, and and Jenny said if she had her time over she would she wouldn't change anything, um, because it was so wonderful. So I you know I, I can't grumble really. I do get very low sometimes because I miss her, but um, it, it, on the other hand, you know I had her I had her in my life and she was fantastic. So yeah, she was great. She was instrumental in the setting up of Little Box of Crochet, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was. We were on holiday in Barbados, like you do, Lindsay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love saying that we were on holiday in Barbados. I just wanted her to experience a really lovely holiday. You know, I was trying to give her all the experiences I could. So we had this gorgeous two-week holiday. And um, at that point, I'd stopped work when she got poorly, but... We were running out of money, not helped by the holiday in Barbados, obviously. <laughs> um, and I was starting to think I really could do with going back to work, but it needed to be something um, that I could do from home because she still needed a lot of help. And at that point, she was doing very well. I thought she was on the mend, um, but still needed a lot of support. So we did have a few funny conversations while we were away about all the things, that the possibilities of what I could do um to earn a living the funniest that sticks in my mind is that she suggested I could have a telephone sex line I'm sorry <laughs> your listeners <laughs> we we chatted about that for a few minutes but then I I thought I don't really want to have to put that on my passport so that was, she just thought I had a lovely voice so oh, you do <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway we moving swiftly on that one didn't stick and then I was on the internet and I saw 
an advertisement for Birchbox, you know, the beauty subscription box, which was the first time I'd heard about subscription boxes. And I thought, gosh, wouldn't that be fantastic to have something come to your door every month? But I didn't really want a beauty one, although I did subscribe to it for Jenny. And I thought, oh, I'd love a crochet one. So I started Googling and searching and there wasn't one. And I suddenly had a light bulb moment where I thought, this is it. There isn't one. And I could do that. I could make one. And that did stick. And we talked about it endlessly till we got home. And, and we got straight into setting it up when we got home. And I, I, the first person I met up with was the guy who makes our boxes, Morgan. Um, I threw my tent in the boot and went down to Dorset to have a meeting with him. And, and that was it. We were off. Um, but in fact, Jenny actually did did um, become very ill at that point because we discovered she had a tumour in her heart and um, I did nearly kind of ditch the whole idea but she persuaded me to carry on um, and I'm glad she did because it, it's been brilliant you know and it, it saw us through those last few years of her life she worked with me and, and it was a real distraction from the cancer you know gave us something very positive to focus on and she was fun to work with. She had such great ideas and gave me really good feedback. And, of course, for her, it meant she could work if she was in bed or not feeling great. She would just wind some wool or do, do one of those little manual jobs. And it distracted her and it meant I could pay her. You know, she felt like she had a purpose in life and, and wasn't just life wasn't just passing her by. So it really has been very good to us. And, of course, when she died, she knew that I was going to be okay that I had a job and that I had an income and I was going to be all right so yeah it's it's been good to us really good and of course you had created this amazing community online with all the people yes. who were receiving the yes. boxes and there was just oh. a huge sort of wave of support for you when Absolutely. you were going through it Yes, and I can't tell you what that meant to me because you know I don't have a family Jenny was my only family so it really has been an amazing support. I mean, obviously, the flip side is that we get our share of trolls. And, and during that time, I found it very hard to cope with that. You know, if anybody was nasty, I found it very hard. But on the whole, people were just mind-blowingly kind. And, um, and I, I still speak to so many of those people now. And I still get a lot of support. I love our community. And I love the fact that friendships are formed within that community between subscribers and people chat online um you know there's a lady in america who's really friendly with one of my friends over here and it, it, i just love that i love that um it's a fantastic community a very kind community any trolls we have they are not part of our community. They just drop in and drop a bit of poison and off they go. So, you know, our actual, the, the people who are in our, our little box of crochet family, they're just wonderful. And we laugh a lot, you know, is there's so much fun. Yeah. I'm really surprised great. to hear that people would be unpleasant. That's that's really oh, upsetting to hear. believe it. Yes, we do <laughs> get them. We do get them. We had a lady a while ago, I'll give you an example, who really hated the fact that I used terms of endearment. 
you know, if I say, call somebody darling or whatever, and I can't help it, Lindsay, it's just me. <laughs> it's just natural. Um, yeah. And she hated it, and she really, really wanted to have a little bit of a fight about it. So our our way of dealing with that was to set up the Love Bomb Project in, in Italy, you know, the yarn bombing project. Yeah. Um, and we called it Love Bombs or something. Now I read it, I can't remember the exact phrase now, but... Um, she Nairi set that up as a kind of positive spin on what had happened. So that's what we try and do. You know, and I, I've got my girls to protect me a bit now. So they, they stand between me and the trolls as much as they can. Oh, you know, Nairi does a lot of the social media and, and Moo. So we've got Hazel doing the emails. So we manage between us. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's almost like you've created a little family for yourself there through yes, the little box. Yes, I have, and, and we're in a really good place. You know, we've kissed a few frogs, um, but I've got a really lovely team now, and, and they all get on really well. And we were planning to have our little box crochet get together um, in May, and we, we can't, we couldn't do it because of COVID. So um, when that's over, we will, we will have our um, our little holiday. So we're going to book into a really lovely hotel. And Julie from Craftopia is coming as well, and we're just going to have a, a lovely few days together. Oh, um, I did it last year with Emma and Hazel before we had Nairi or Julie, and we had such a lovely time and just laughed really, laughed our way through it. That sounds like yeah. a wonderful way to spend some time. <laughs> yes, yeah. A lot of crocheting, obviously. Oh, well, yes, that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do you go about actually coming up with the ideas and, and, you know, putting the designs in that you do into your boxes? Well, I'd love to say that I'm really organised, you know, and I've got an office and I sit down to a schedule, but actually it's very organic. Um, the ideas come into my head all the time. In fact, since we went to the every other month box, I'm a little bit grieving the fact that I, I can only do six ideas a year. Um, and I have to narrow it down to six, you know, from all the ideas that run through my butterfly brain. Um, I don't have a problem thinking of new ideas at all. And then sometimes the design will come first, sometimes the idea will come first for the project. And then I'll match, you know, I'll match the two together and approach a designer and um, and then we'll talk about yarn and and then the I love that part of it, talking to the designers and then also finding the little knickknackery bits to go in the box. I love doing that um, and trying to just always find things that will be fun and delight people. I, I really love to buy from small companies. Um, so, you know, I've got good relationships with the people we buy from. They're not just coming from some anonymous Chinese website. Um, yeah, I really enjoy that bit. But it is very organic and disorganised. You can imagine, Lindsay. <laughs> well, that makes me feel better because I'm pretty much that yeah. way too, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's the best way to work. <laughs> Definitely. That's what the best yeah. things happen without planning. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I discovered just recently that you offer vegan boxes as well. Well, we do. We do. It's a bit of a, it's a bit tricky, our vegan boxes, because if we're using them, most, most of our crochet boxes are cotton, so that's easy. Um, and then some of our boxes are wool and we're able to substitute a non-animal fibre yarn. 
our little box of knitting is a bit harder because the projects in there are predominantly wool and it's not always appropriate. We can't always find an appropriate yarn. But if we can, we will. So it's one of those, if you drop Hazel an email and just say, is there a vegan option for this? We'll always bend over backwards to to make that happen. And if we can't, it's not for lack of trying. So, you know, I, I don't want to promise because we can't always do it, but we'll really try our best to to cater for our vegan subscribers. Yeah. Oh, that's superb. Now, something you mentioned just a moment ago, of course, was Craftopia, your, yes. your wool shop, yes. uh, which yes. you're above at the moment. <laughs> yes, I am, as we speak. It's been such a treat, even though I live so far away, to have a little nosy yes. around when you've done your lockdown videos and, and yeah. taken us on a tour. How did that come about from going from having your little boxes oh, to wow. taking on a shop? You won't be surprised to hear it wasn't planned. So... I started to find it very difficult to live in the house where I'd lived with Jenny after she died. It, it was really difficult. So the good thing about Little Box of Crochet is that I could do it from anywhere. I don't have, didn't have to be in Manchester, which is where Jenny and I live. So I started looking at moving and I'd grown up in Ingleton. So I was looking around Ingleton and just happened to come across this shop on right move that was up for rent with a flat above. So, um, I thought, oh, okay, I could open a craft shop, you know, just, <laughs> it just was organic. And I, I tried and, and we had a glitch with the lease and there was somebody in the shop at the time and it got complicated. So I pulled out, but the shop and Ingleton just stayed in my mind. And then there came a point where the previous tenant had gone and it was became straightforward again. And from that moment on, it's just when everything went so smoothly that I actually felt that Jenny had had a hand in it. You know, it, it was like the fates aligned to, to make it happen. Um, and I came back to Ingleton. So I'm very, very happy that I moved back to Ingleton. I have struggled running a shop I have struggled with being so exposed and having to be kind of on every day and um I'm, I've put the shop on the market I've put the business on the market it's something that I still want to be involved with but just not having to front it all the time um and I'm thrilled that I came back to Ingleton so um I, I you know something will will happen I've, I've learned to just trust the universe that a solution will come along to that and um you know I, i'm just leaving it in the hands of fate but it's been wonderful i've you know i love the shop and i've had a fantastic reception from the people here in ingleton and really just everybody actually i've had people come from all over the world to visit and to shop here i've had people from australia canada america who who've come to britain i mean who, some of them have actually said seeing that you'd open the shop was the last straw we had to book a trip to the UK you know once once you had your shop and that's just such wow. a lovely thing to hear you know and, and to meet people who I've been friends with on Instagram for years um to meet them in the flesh that's been wonderful Absolutely. Um, I've loved it yeah oh that's yeah, fantastic great. perhaps the shop was the way to get you to Ingleton and then yes maybe it was step. Yes, yeah. I'm definitely going to stay here. And, and as you know, we spoke about before the interview, I've just been to view a house. So, um, yeah, I'll find my little nest here. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Little Box of Crochet and Little Box of Knitting will continue. 
Yes. Oh, yes. They'll wherever I am. They, you know, they can. I can run them from anywhere, and I, I feel like we're a well-oiled machine now. Um, you know, there's it's lots of work, but we're in a good groove, and we all know what we're doing. I've got the very best helpers. You know, so that's great. Yeah. And it's about five years old now. Little box of crochet. It's four it? four years old. Oh. Four four and a bit. Yes. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. Having seen it develop over the years, it doesn't feel like it's it could possibly no. be that long. I know. I still feel like a, a new startup business. Um, but you know, in some ways, that's it is still early days. You know, in some ways, four years isn't long, um, and it's grown fantastically. And I've been so thrilled that to see how we've survived through the COVID epidemic um, pandemic, I should say. You know, the first couple of days after lockdown, I thought, will we survive this? You know, businesses were, were very worried all around me. But actually, you know, it's, it is thriving. And and it's been such a blessing to so many people around the world to have, have their little boxes during the lockdown and, and to have the community. Um, and I've been really pleased that I made some of the decisions I did about where we buy from and how we work ethically that's made the business very sustainable you know we the fact that we get our boxes from Dorset not from China um you know I know there's another crochet subscription box which will remain nameless that's had terrible problems because they've been shipping the boxes in from China and they've not been able to um you know so it makes me happier that, that although that makes my profit margins a lot smaller um it has meant that I can I can be reliable and and I've got a business I can be proud of um and it's never been about the profit for me um and it, you know we have had a few people try to copy copy us and I think the fact that it's not about profit from me for me makes it a very different kettle of fish for me so um I've been prepared to accept lower profit margins that a business person normally wouldn't um and hence nobody's ever really stayed the course um i love i love my business you know it's it's like a family to me and um i'm very proud of that so you should yeah. be and of course but by, by supporting small businesses who contribute the things that go into your box means yes. that you've been helping them through this difficult yes. time as well Absolutely. which i'm sure they'll be incredibly yes. grateful for it has it it's it is it's it's really wonderful we support each other um, and the yarn companies who I work with, you know, it, and the people who make the, the small, the things that I call the knickknackery, the small things that go in the boxes, the, the, the company that we make the boxes themselves, you know, we're all, um, what's the word, interwoven, you know, our fates are interwoven, our fortunes. So, yeah, I like, I like knowing that um, there are families supported by this business. Yeah, I love that. That must be really reassuring. And yeah, of course, these are the boxes. They say that imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yes, yes, they do. I'm not sure about that. When the first time it happened, I was really upset because it felt so personal to me. You know, my business is so personal to me. But I have learned to be a bit more philosophical about it and, and not worry about it because they don't last, you know, and, and, um, and they don't seem to affect us. I think my subscribers are very loyal. They might try other things alongside Little Box, but 
that's as far as it goes. So um, that sounds mean, doesn't it? I can't, I can't help it. I'm, I am very protective of my business. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's precious to yeah. you. It is, it is. So what does the future hold for Little Box? Oh, well... Well, 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 since I started Craftopia, I feel like I can't take an awful lot more on. You know, we've got little box of crochet, little box of knitting. But who knows? I, I've learnt about myself. I do constantly push myself. And I think the next thing would probably be a little box of embroidery. Let's see. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, that... that I, I think in the long run, I probably will grow the business in that way and spread sideways across the different crafts because I love all the crafts. Um, we're going on Hachanda in July. So that's a new thing that's happening for Little Box. So for those who don't know, Hachanda is a, a shopping channel, a craft shopping channel mm-hmm. on the television. Um, so I'm quite excited, Lindsay, and a little bit scared. I'll be, I'll be going down to Peterborough to film my hour slot in July and they've promised me that I've got my own green room because of Covid so (laughs) I feel very fancy having a green room Um, so we'll see yeah that's going to be fun it's going to be fun and they're very keen and excited so I always like working with people who are enthusiastic um yeah who knows what the future holds but um I'm, I'm keeping on keeping on you know, I think I do. Sometimes I do feel a bit like I'm flagging in energy, and then something happens, and I, I get a new boost of a burst of life, and I'm, I carry on. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh well, I have to say, your little videos that you've been posting throughout the lockdown have been a real highlight to me, and I'm oh, sure to lots of other people, especially oh, you. you know when we were in isolation and when people have been feeling a bit under the weather themselves, oh, just to see your yeah. cheery face is so nice. Oh, well, it wasn't always cheery, was it? There have been a few tears. I know, but that's bit, life, but... isn't it? I think we've all felt it that. Is. It's been yeah. a bit up and down for everybody, hasn't it? It has been up and down. It really has. Everybody I know has, has been up and down, and, and I didn't want to pretend to be any different you know it it has been hard for everybody but I think for some people much harder so I've I've actually felt very lucky through through lockdown a because I live in a beautiful part of the world b I'm used to my own company I enjoy my own company c I haven't got any family and for the first time that became actually a good thing that I didn't have anyone to miss or worry about you know um people must have been worried sick about their, their parents and so on so I have been very lucky and, and on the whole I think I've weathered it fairly well and I just wanted to make that connection with with our lovely community so I, I've enjoyed it I was terrified the first time partly from the technical aspect but also just thinking who'd want to look at my ugly mug for 10 minutes but it's gone really well and and I've enjoyed it. So I'll carry on doing it now that I've started. Oh, that's super. Well, yeah. it's been super practice for you for your new TV career. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, if they'd asked me before I'd done that, I think I'd have said, no, I don't. But now that I know I can chat quite happily, yeah, uh, when, when they asked me, I just thought, no, that's okay. I can do that. I can do that. I can waffle. <laughs> <laughs> no problem chatting. Oh, well, yeah. I look forward to seeing your debut then. That'll be well, fantastic. Well, I'll let you know when, when it's going to be aired. Um, I'm filming on the 29th of July, so I imagine it'll be going out 
pretty soon after that. How exciting. Yeah, and it'll be a selection of little boxes um, that people can buy, so... Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda. It's been a real treat to see you and to speak to oh, you. Oh, and today. you, Lindsay. And you. I love your podcasts. I'm oh, really enjoying you. them. And lots of people are saying how much they're enjoying them. So I yeah. know. I've had some really lovely feedback, actually. It's been really yeah. positive because sometimes you do these things and you think, is anybody actually going to listen or will anybody be yes, interested? Yes, well, they are. They are. I I learned about you from when you interviewed the crochet sanctuary girls, who I love. Obviously, you know that. Yes. And um, and that was how I found you. And yeah, really, and really enjoying them. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That means a lot. I really appreciate it, Amanda. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, wasn't that fun? I really enjoyed my chat with Amanda. After watching her Instagram videos during lockdown, it was quite surreal to actually be able to have a two-way conversation with her. It was a real treat. When I'm back in the UK this summer, I hope to be able to head up to Ingleton to get to see Craftopia for myself. Thank you so much, Amanda, for speaking to me and thank you for the creative inspiration you give to me and so many others. Thank you too for listening. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Making Stitches, please share it with your friends. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, please consider subscribing to Making Stitches on your favourite podcast app. It costs nothing to subscribe. It's simply a matter of clicking and then the next episode will appear when it goes online. My name's Lindsay and this podcast was edited and recorded by me. You can also find me on my blog, Postcard from Gibraltar. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, keep safe and enjoy your crafting.